gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! We're back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's a chilly Tuesday, and it's going down to 24 tonight, folks. Uh, it's time for winter, uh, and winter is here. It's, uh, in fact, winter's overdue. So there we go, 24 tonight. Uh, what do they say? Wrap your pipes or something like that, you know. Clayton Harris, dude number two, what's going on? Happy Halloween, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. Spooktacular. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, back with us this morning. Glad to have you back, Mr. York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. How did the election commission meeting go? Oh, good. It was a commission meeting of the whole state. Uh, Mark Goins, who's an assistant to Trey Hargett, is, was uh, presiding over it with several associates in the department so they were giving out some real good information on election commissions trying to keep the integrity of elections and trying to keep tennessee number one in election integrity there we go thank you for your service and i've said it many times i've always mr york's on that election commission i have no worries about uh, murray county elections uh they, they'll it'll run well and correct. Thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I mean it. All right. Uh, regular special guest dude on Tuesday, uh, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. All right. Uh, Ron, your column this week, uh, war, what's it good for? Uh, and Absolutely nothing. Wars of choice. Yeah, are, I like yeah, that. They, they, you know, they, they got war, uh, they got casualty numbers kind of almost as high as Chicago on the weekend now. I, I just, I guess the, the column basically says, let's don't get too involved. It's, it's, you know, we throw money at it, et cetera, but we get enticed into these wars all the time. We're over three. We're 32 trillion in debt. Uh, until we send our kids, you got to be able to send your own son or daughter to a war before we go overseas. We have no history of rooting out terrorism in Iraq and Afghanistan, and that's kind of what we're dealing with here. So I'm just you know, I'm kind of begging a little pause here, you know, help Israel, our friend Israel, to the degree we can, and, and help them a little bit. But this is how wars start. I mean, a little bit, a little bit, uh-oh, they ta- Iran attacked, you know, U.S., you know, a Marine base in Syria or something, and all of a sudden we're in this war. So just trying to cautionary tale and a little history lesson. Yeah, the military-industrial complex just uh, amazes me. And uh, your friend Tucker Carlson has said that's the biggest danger to this country today. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was listening to the radio this morning, and they were talking about, uh, I think, uh, I'm not sure who was doing it, Hezbollah maybe, uh, or attacking uh, U.S. I mean, this is this is current news within the last day or so. U.S. Uh, a base in Syria has been attacked by somebody, Hezbollah, who knows. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, my thought on that was, well, the, the way to take care of that is uh, let's just take the U.S. troops out of Syria, and that way they wouldn't get attacked. You know, what? what? <laughs> well, the, the problem is you know, we get in there, we put ourselves in these bases and these countries, we get, they 
poke the bear. The reason they poke the bear, being us, is if we attack them, it, it gives them street cred. It makes them a big dog. It makes them the, you know, uh, their recruitment goes up. And you know, people that are people are very provincial by nature. When you, you you attack, even if you don't like the people, and I don't like Trump, but I like you know, I don't like when he gets attacked by you know, so, I mean, I, or arrested for stupid things he didn't do. Uh, you know, so the people were very funny about that. I mean, you got to remember the Civil War, only 2% of the Confederate soldiers had slaves. So it wasn't, you know, that most of them fought that war over, you know, the North being on their land, you know, that type of mindset. So you, you can, <laughs> don't taint. That's not right, Ron. That's not right. Okay. Uh, you, you don't like, right. okay. I know you don't like stats you, or math. You, you know, you know what the war, the Confederate. Civil War just, was over. We can we can uh, disagree on that, but I, I think there's a lot of things that went into it, not just slavery. You, if you read history, you'll find that, Mister. Well, we'll look at the petitions to succeed from the Union. You'll find out what what the issue was. But but Ron, here's the other issue. There are major countries on this globe: Russia, China, United States, Europe, and I say England and the British, French, and Canada, and. When conflicts arise, certainly we don't want or or enjoy having conflicts across the globe. What other country is prepared to step in and try to solve? Why must anyone step in and prepare? These are the countries that are chosen their path. It's humanity. It's humanity. It's the military-industrial complex. It's it's General Dynamics and Boeing trying to make their quota with these politicians in D.C., now it's turned where your party used to be the party of peace, which in this column I say drew me to the party in the in the 70s, Vietnam, et cetera, that they were about you were about civil rights, you're about uh peace, you're about uh, you know, privacy, Fourth Amendment privacy. And then now you guys are the war hawks. Not allowing the FBI to watch. I'm just saying what other country will FBI, step in yeah, and yeah, try FBI. to resolve conflict across the globe? Church has will to do. Russia time, do it? Time, will China time do it? Resolve it? I, our, China our, do our, our military is called the defense industry, Mr. York. It's not called the war industry. I don't industry. care what it's called, We're supposed to but defend it's also, ourselves. there's a humanitarian component of all militaries. So what it's happens when disasters happen? So they send military humanitarian people. to light up Gaza Strip and kill a bunch of people? That's, that's Israel, and that's wrong. Okay. That's play wrong. Games. I don't that's see wrong. any humanity in lighting up Israel and poor babies in, I, in these villages. Okay, I don't, that's I don't not see humanity. any any humanity in Israel lighting up the Palestinian folks on Gaza. That's what I just said. Yeah. So they're wrong on both ends. And so we need to get involved. But we're involved, but we're on one side. We're not being a good arbiter. Okay. Well, there are no good arbiters. I would argue the war because you get lies from both sides, not our fight. Our, our, our interests are not at stake here. We back Israel. They're a friend in the region. We give them a lot of money, billions and billions of money. And and, and, and it's for us to get involved and, and provoke Iran and, and, and Russia and China in this thing. It pushes those country clo- countries closer together when these things happen. And it doesn't it doesn't help the interest of the United States. This thing will work itself out. It always has. They, they go to war all the time. And it goes for about you know, three or four months. And you have the you know, Yom Kippur Wars. You got the, the you know the, the sixty eight war. The it, they do this a lot. This is nothing we can get involved with. I, I, but but every time it's been done, Ron. Every time it's been done, there's been American involvement to try to help resolve the issue, and that's that's our role, whether we like it or not. Just like being a father, 
or a mother of a family, when something happens to a child or to some relative, you try to take action. To no, help that's them pure out. hubris. That's pure hubris on our part. We're broke. We're broke. This country's not going to go well, under because of a we're invading. We're broke. It, Thirty-two trillion uh, debt. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so this country is not going to be taken over. If by we moronic. were broke, we wouldn't have spent eight trillion in the last four years. That's why we're broke on wars, right? On all on wars, kind of crazy we got nothing stuff. for you. Just, you just made my point, Mister York. Yeah, that's some economic theory there. Uh, yeah, that's so not here, making a point about war, but when you're trying to resolve a conflict. It's going to be nasty. No war is a good war. Well, not, why not sit it out? Let's just see what happens. I, yeah, I don't you're an isolationist. You, you would let everything happen around the globe and do nothing about it and say, oh, it's going to fix itself. When have you had a problem in life that fixed what, itself? What, 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 you know? what sort of hubris do you have that thinks we can go into a war with these with these Sunnis and, and Shiites and, and they hate each other for generations, Jews and and we're going to come down there and referee that thing and make it better. We have we have no history of that, Mr. York. I asked you, it. what problem in life have you had that fixed itself? Time fixes a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Have y'all seen this uh, video, the interview with Mitch McConnell, uh, where they're asking him about the war in Ukraine? And he actually sits there and says, well, I— and and folks, if y'all don't know this, it doesn't get a lot of coverage. But Mitch McConnell is in Washington has been. I mean, he's even more all in. You know, bomb them all, kill them all, go to every war uh, than than Lindsey Graham. And uh, he takes to the Senate floor weekly to talk about uh, you know supporting Ukraine and the war in Ukraine. But he actually sits there and says, I mean, he just says it. He says, you know, this Ukrainian war is uh, causing uh, defense industries in 38 states uh, to get more jobs and business. And uh, yeah. so what's the matter with it? You know, it, that's why it's a great thing. Uh, defense industries in 38 states are getting well because of it. You know, yeah, he I just, heard that interview, Delk, and he, you're right. He did uh, applaud the, the, the making of arms and, and armament for other countries as creating jobs in 38 states. And that's true. It does create jobs. Oh so well, you know, if you, yeah. they've always said Republicans like a little war anyway to keep things going, you know, so so the rich people can get rich richer. Well, I don't That's, approve of it, and it's wrong. Uh, and I'm pretty I'm tired of it. Who approves of this and who doesn't on this, on this cast? You're wrong about that, Mr. York. I think there's, there's hawks in the Republican Party. It's always going to be the Lindsey Graham, you know, a you know, 75-year-old guy with no kids willing to go to war and risk everybody's life. As Not long as the Bushes course. were in charge, there was no war that um, – that one love, Cheney. yeah, yeah. But, Cheney, uh, Rumsfeld, they're all hot. We, we're just not good at this. We, we seven trillion in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, for no reason. We just left it worse. Left you know, your President Biden left eighty three billion dollars worth of lethal weapons for the Taliban when we left out of there embarrassed from the world stage. I don't see we need to be doing this anymore. The yeah, economy's and, doing pretty well, Ron. You know, you can't equate the things that false. this country does just to. How much money is being spent? Yeah, some a lot of mistakes have been so, made so over we, in my lifetime on spending we issue money. Treasuries, we issue treasuries, finance the war overseas. We do business with the defense industry. That's kind of insider trading. That's doesn't that Washington, interest rate help your? Doesn't that interest rate help your income? Interest going up. Yeah, 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 going up. It hurts yeah, people so buying you're houses. You're benefiting it, it also, hurts aren't people you? Buy, 
You're not selling a weapon or anything, but you're still benefiting from the increase in interest rates. From your inflation? From your inflation? Not when I buy gas. Not when I buy food. Not when, if I want a mortgage, you buy a mortgage on a house. So I don't, you know, unlike you, I don't even think that. Honestly, you're so one-sided when you think about things, about one small little fractional thing. You got to think broader. Yeah, that's what I do. But you don't think broader. You think about isolationism. We don't need to be involved. We don't need to be involved, but look at the world. And if we know, weren't involved in a lot of causes, the world would probably be much worse. Name one we've helped be in the last six years. Since World War worse. II, since World War II, what have we helped? Yeah, they. What did we help in Vietnam? What did we help in the Gulf? What did War? we help in Europe? What did we help? No, I don't know. Let's start with Europe. What did we help in Europe? Spotted, what did we help in the Korean you War? World War Two. We spotted you World War Two. What did we help in Vietnam? You can also argue yeah, too, what in World we War II, the Russians were, were going to, Soviet Union was going to get Hitler anyway. If you look at history, and I spent some time in St. Petersburg, I think our view of the World War II is a, is a little one-sided toward our It's really our messed heroics, up. Right? But that's, you Soviets know, that's came too- in, They were pretty badasses that came in and lost a lot of people uh, against Hitler. I think it would have ended it either way. And so. and we deliberately, I've 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 gone back and found the articles what the little known secret we we deliberately withheld troops from europe uh knowing that the russians would make up the difference and they'd get killed instead of us uh it was very calculating by george marshall and uh and he he said okay we're going to do an 80 division war and the russians are going to take the rest of the losses when in order to win it it would take about 200 to 250 divisions which the the russians eventually committed to the war and lost 20 million people along the way that's a long story delk and that's not the reason the America was trying to be an isolationist during that period when Hitler was taking over Europe. And, and, and isolationists they is had a, to get involved it's called a non-interventionist. Europeans are allies. Isolationism yeah, sides, is a perfectly both sides acceptable of the political word. They call each other Hitler these days. It's kind of funny to watch Hitler's name evolve. He wasn't yeah. a socialist. But each side's called Democrats, called Republicans, Hitler, Hitler. Republicans are calling the Democrats Hitler. Let's just agree. We can all be Hitler. Nobody even knows what Hitler was about anymore. Well, Hitler's know, not... It's just, there's a lot of things going on in this country you can compare to Hitler's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, nobody even knows big, what Hitler Big government, socialist government, uh, taking people's guns. I hear you. Nobody even knows what Hitler was about anymore. Let's take a break exactly. and come back. He was a socialist. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. 
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. If you miss the train I'm on, you will know that I am gone. You can hear the whistle blow. I'm dude number three, Dalton Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How's it going? Doing well, Dalton. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dalton. Good morning, everybody. And a regular special guest, guest to native son of Columbia, favorite son of Columbia, 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School, Ron Hart. How you doing, man? Good morning. All right. The shores of Tripoli. Uh, uh, we are back there once again uh, in the Muslim world. And uh, the uh, I was reading the article just this week about uh, you know remember over here over there we're the you know the Marine song from the shores of Tripoli to wherever, but very few people know what the hell that was about. Well, it was about uh, jihadist pirates in uh, in northern Africa and Libya in the late 1700s and 1800s who would routinely uh, attack United States ships, just commercial ships, trading ships uh, in the area, you know, uh, plunder them, capture their crews. What most people don't know is that uh, these Middle Easterners took uh, uh, white slaves from 1750 up to about 1820. It's estimated that the... uh, uh, jihadists uh, in northern Africa and the Middle East took about a million and a half uh, white slaves by uh, <coughs> capturing commercial ships in the area. And the young United States barely formed. Uh, this would be like 1790. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, I think, was the president, so it may be early 1805, somewhere right in that range, right about 1800. Thomas Jefferson actually traveled to England to meet with the ambassador from Libya in England and said, you know, you you got to quit doing this. And the ambassador explained to him that uh, under their law, Sharia law, uh, slave, you know, these white Christians from uh, America were uh, infidels. And therefore, it was perfectly legal in their part of the world to take them in as slaves. And so young young America, barely a pup at that point, sent our Marines to the shores of Tripoli and whooped their you-know-what. And that finally took care of all that. But, folks, this and, and what got me was that Jefferson's message, when he met with them, he said, look, we're the United States of America. Uh, we didn't come to the Middle East during the Crusades. Uh, we didn't help in driving the Moors. Moors were what uh, Muslims were called at the time, driving the Moors out of uh, 
Spain and Italy in the in the twelve, thirteen, and fourteen hundreds. We didn't do any of that, and the jihadists said, ah, "We don't care. You're infidels. We don't care." And so that was that was basically our first war, and we won it. But it was fought over exactly the same things that are being fought. Yeah, and it was also a time, Delk, when we had muskets and guns, and everybody. You know, the same reason we conquered the Indians, I guess, in the in the West, wrongfully or rightfully, but. That was an incredible military differential there. Now, guerrilla wars are what we can't handle. I think we got to rethink guerrilla wars: Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan. We just don't do. We do okay when they line up and identify each other. Here we are. There you are. Line up and mow them down. Got you on that. But this military thing, ideology, is a hard thing to fight. You're never going to win it, and you just make them more hardened in their views or whatever ideology they have. And, that, and again, my, my caution is let's just, let's just step back here. We don't, we don't yeah. have a good track record. Yeah, the Middle how East. How could war be prevented, though, Ron? In, in the Israeli-Gaza conflict, how do you think that that conflict could be prevented? I'm not sure that it, it can until, you know, I think Israel's a, a, a capitalist society, democracy, a conservative president. I think there should be a shining beacon on the hill for what people want. One big factor in, in international, I'm on a couple of boards, that, I was just in D.C. on a board, I'm on at Georgetown, is the Internet. It, it, when you give a society the Internet system, if you're sitting in North Korea, you're sitting in Russia, you look around the world and see what democracy can bring, what capitalism brings. Uh, you know, the Berlin Wall wasn't knocked down by, you know, over you know, any invasion or military forces, brought, brought down by capitalism. They wanted Marlboro cigarettes and Budweiser beer and Levi jeans. I mean, I, you know, when goods and services go across the border, uh, you know, we'll so, so you dollars. don't have. In other words, you don't have an answer how to resolve it because you went into the the statement by saying you don't think it can be solved. It could be solved. Oh yeah, you, but you people can solve. have you're to that, have the kahunas to want like, to solve. It's like you're solving global warming and all those. It always involves us paying money, Mr. York. You think you can solve the Middle East crisis? You're that that big ego. The Mideast crisis can be solved if the United States puts some firm holes on Israel and, and the holes Arab nations Israel. are able to have their government. The, what happens, they they elected terrorists for their government. So the terrorists are controlling everything. And well, how then, do you stop that? How do you stop that? Israel They don't give the Palestinians in any type of economy. Don't give them any they kind don't give, of economies aren't given to people, Mr. York. And, and that's are not, not them to, to give. They shouldn't Capitalism build a fence around money. They shouldn't build a fence around the Palestinian so folks. So we're going to give them an economy? How you no, do that? they need to do their own economy, but they're not free to even have their own economy. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Israel's not in there. They, there's, they a, there's an embargo on the on the on right the now, yeah, on the because they attacked sea. because they attacked Israel. But before that, that, that's been there. It's been there before the attack. No, it, 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 the fence has been there before the attack. It was not yeah. put so in. There has to be some equity on both sides. None of Hamas that was shouldn't put... attack them. And Israel, on a regular basis, blows up buildings, blows up infrastructure. And all we see is shock and awe. And that's not right. If they need to get Hamas, they need to get the perpetrators that's doing it. Don't destroy two million people in the process. And Mr. York joins the chorus of hundreds and thousands of millions around the world who are anti-Semitic. No, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm just saying there needs to be some equity on both sides. 
I know we I, are in awe at all the atrocities that happened from Hamas, but look back and what caused those atrocities. Well, yeah, go back, back in history and find out what we, caused them. That's my you don't have to go do. way back. You can go just a few years and see the oppression that Israel has put on the Palestinian people. And it's all, and it's at this point when anybody asks <laughs> what it's about, then at least the you know, the answer is it's over the location of some mosque in Jerusalem, which is at various times throughout history been a mosque, and then it's been a Christian church of some type. And then it was a mosque, and then it was a Christian church of some type, and now the uh, or a or a Jewish temple of some type, and now the Israelis want to put a Jewish temple on the site, and the mosque, whatever mosque was there, is apparently gone. And in these people's mind, that's what it's all about. We're, you're well, it's fun. a religious war, and we don't it, need yeah, to get involved religious in religious war. wars. And, yeah. and also, Doc, I would warrant too, just just because Mr. York makes a pretty good case about Gaza and what it's gone through, and the Arabs and the, and the Muslims. I think we can't yell anti-Semitism to everything. I think it's deeper than that. I don't think it's it's a religious or a cult. I think there's just natural tensions over there. I mean, I mean, just because you want to hear out the Gaza side of things, which I like to hear the other side of things. Yeah. I understand. I, I get what Mr. York's saying. But to say anti-Semitism, because Jewish lobby in the United States is very strong, and they're very powerful people here. And, and there's a ten- tendency to you know, automatically gravitate toward them for fear or not. And uh, I think we got to be careful there. And well, one of the things that happened during the Obama administration, that's why Netanyahu didn't like Obama, is because he asked them to stop the the encroachment on the Palestinian lands. And and that was against Netanyahu's whole plan. And that's why he bypassed Obama. One of the first times a prime minister ever come to this country and didn't make a stop at the White House and went to talk to a Republican Congress. That was wrong. Well, that was definitely wrong. Now, that's not being anti-Semitic. That's just saying there are some wrong things done on both sides, and people need to realize it. I don't think the United States can be an arbiter because we're too skewed to one side or the other. You know, but again, I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to go back, though. I mean, and to Ron's point, I'm perfectly aware. I think it was what, 1985s or so that somewhere in there, maybe – it hadn't been the last 20, 30 years. Gaza was basically created. Uh, uh, I think, uh, who was it? Jimmy Carter? Or was it? No, yes, sir. Yeah, trying to try the, the attempt to have a two state solution a Palestinian state and an Israeli state. And at in the beginning, the Israelis did allow access to the sea, they allowed trade, they allowed self determination in the Gaza Strip, and, uh, and actually supported the two state solution. The but the the Palestinians just weren't having it. They they elected Hamas and they started killing Israelis. And the Israelis every time they killed a few more Israelis, the Israelis would would of course retaliate like the Israelis do in force and with uh, retaliate harder than they were hit. And then they would further restrict the Gaza Strip and Hamas until it got us to where we were, uh, you know, thirty days ago. But what's you know to get into who shot John? between world war ii and now in that region of the world is just ridiculous this goes back to isaac and ishmael and it will continue long after we're gone and it can't be solved by us this is this uh, the 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 jews uh and and the uh, uh muslims are are going to be fighting 
and it's going to go on till it's been going on from beginning of time, and it will go on until the end of time. And we're going to provoke Iran. Iran. It can be solved if people take the right approach to solving. Any conflict can be resolved. Well, ask the British. They spent about 250 years trying to solve it and got nowhere. Then we tried. Well, the British is part of the problem when they put the the Israeli folks into the Palestinian area. Afghanistan has been called the the graveyard of empires. and We we, we thought we could do it. It's the hubris you have, Mr. York, and the Democrats and the Republicans have in D.C. They think they can fix everything. We can't. We can't. We don't have the money. And again, we're not going to. Why does it always equate to money, Ron? It's not. I know you got to spend money to do things. But your 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 answer to everything is how much money we spend. All right, Clay's right. waking that up. Doesn't solve the I don't problem. mind spending the money if we get results from it, right? So we're all our right, country's right. not going to be. We Y'all, have this Clay, great ocean. Clay's waking we up over here. Clayton, what's we're not gonna, you? We're not going to be. The United States is not going to be taken over by a marauding Muslim army. We're going to be taken over by debt that we can't pay our debts. And it'll be like the the Germany before Hitler took over the, the inflation, which kind of trickled up recently under your president. We, we can't print money and continue to do this. we we, we got to defend our shores, our border, southern border, for Christ's sake. Let's yeah, defend I mean, that. We could easily have a Muslim army of a half million men in the United States right now. We wouldn't know it. Clayton, you're waking up. What's going on? Well, no, I mean, we talked about this the other day, Delk. I mean, the, the, they're willing to play the long game. I mean, the, you're right. This, this conflict is not going to end anytime soon. Uh, it will. It, it's been going on since the beginning of time and will go on to the end of time. And I mean, we're, we're foolish to think that we're gonna we're gonna somehow change the mindset of. Um, I mean, this is a religious deal, and um, I agree with Ron. I mean, we we get into all these uh, different uh, conflicts, uh, and we spend a lot of money, and it usually ends up being either the same or, if not worse, than it was before we got there. You look at Iraq. Uh, how much, how better off would Iraq be if Saddam Hussein was still in charge? Yeah. Uh, you look at what happened with ISIS coming in, like, you know, and taking and over. And they'd be better off. And they would be better that. off. Correct. So, uh, again, we cannot be the world's policemen. George Washington talked about this, uh, early in his, uh, presidency, uh, how we need to stay out of these foreign affairs. And I completely agree with that mindset. And I don't consider it isolationism. I consider it non-interventionism. And, um, yeah, yes, so why are saying- Muslims and, and Israelis living peacefully for the most part in this country? They are living side by side. They work together. They live in different neighborhoods. They live in same neighborhoods. Why are they able to coexist peacefully in this country. constitution and capitalism. It's not going to last, treat, Mr. York. People, in Europe, here. it depends on how many Muslims you got. When you get to a certain percentage <clears throat> or so, they, and it, they're, they're having, you know, knife attacks and uh, rifle. The, the, the Muslims are attacking the, the, the Christians and the Jews in Europe. And, it, you know, we just got another 8 million, no, two or 3 million of them maybe Muslim who've crossed the border in the last two years. When you get enough uh, Muslims in the population, it happens. Uh, and who determines what enough is, Dell? Well, when they become, uh, you sure can't determine what enough is. Well, let's take a break. And, come and I can't determine what enough is. Look at what's you, happening you mis- in Britain. You, you misinterpret my use of the word enough.
This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello everyone, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Get ready because the countdown has begun. It's the week you've been waiting for. Mark your calendars for our annual estate and antique event happening November 3rd and 4th. You won't want to miss it, so why not bring a friend? Take a stroll through history and who knows, you might find the perfect piece to take home. Join us, Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia for an unforgettable two-day event. November 3rd and 4th, Tillis Jewelry, where timeless beauty becomes reality. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Have you been putting off maintenance and repairs around your home. This month, Hiller is making it cheaper than ever to get your fall to-do list done. Take advantage of half off your heating tune-up and make sure your family is warm all winter long. And for just $99, Hiller's trusted pros will clear your slower clogged drain. Don't wait until your home's little problems become big ones. Visit happyhiller.com today to schedule. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us, Front Porch Radio, 
Delk Kennedy. Thank you for listening. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's a cold day out there. It's Halloween. I hope you found yourself a trunk or treat uh, indoors somewhere, or at least be able to drive around. And, yeah, whatever. If you do get out there with your children, be careful. I'm Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Number two, dude, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jimmy York. Good morning, Del. What you gonna dress up as tonight, Del? I'm gonna dress gonna keep up the same a, face. That ought to be do, good. I'm gonna dress up as a grandfather and sit down by my fire with George Dickle and my dog Skip. <laughs> that actually sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna so do. We can expect the big hangover tomorrow, right? Oh, no, 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 Skip. Not <laughs> yeah, no one will be at your door. <laughs> Well, out in the country. No, no, no. Nobody's. I'm way out in the country. Nobody ever comes to my door. Um, it'd be great if they did, but no. It's I'm on. A, I'm in a pretty isolated area. Dude, number no regular special guest, dude Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning. And one little thing, Nate Bargatze is a friend of mine. He's a comedian from Nashville. Really funny guy. He hosts Saturday Night Live this past weekend. So if you DVR it. Watch it, and there's a George Washington scene. It's really good. His stand-up's really good, and he works clean. He's a great guy, good golfer. And uh, uh, if you get a chance to watch Saturday Night Live on your DVR, I suggest you do it. He's, he's terrific. Good Ron, Tennessee boy. Ron, you're not going to the uh, Alabama LSU game this Saturday, are you? I like to watch that color TV these days. Well, I don't like going in those things anymore. I, I go to tailgates for you know a couple of hours and kind of either fly back or go back and watch it on TV. I just you know, I don't like people, Clayton. And I always find there's a lot of people in crowds. You sound like Larry David. Do you ever watch Kirby Enthusiasm? <laughs> I don't like people. Yeah, I've been called the waspy Larry David. I tell you what, where he, you know he uses the uh, Make America. He's in Los Angeles, but he uses the Make America Great Again hat as like a person repellent. Like people won't come around him, and he thought it was a hilarious genius idea if he lived in los angeles but he would right. he, he would, also have some palestine chicken palestine yes chicken, yes and the and the and he watches humor is a great way to defuse a lot of these issues right there's, there's more truth in humor than there's facts but this it's a great way it wouldn't be funny unless it wasn't unless it was true but he just did a great job and there's not enough of that you know he's obviously a liberal jewish person but he's able to look at things a little bit on both sides and it's almost a pro-palestinian type of uh uh, episode, but it makes it makes the point. That, that was a great episode. Yeah. All right, hey Clayton. Have you heard about Brett Farr? Uh, which part? The the one where he lost his lawsuit. He was suing Shannon Sharp. No, I didn't know. That. Shannon Shannon made some comments about him taking money from the poor in Mississippi. Oh, okay. The Two million dollars he was supposed to have received from the uh, welfare money he got. Uh-huh. And uh, he won't receive the money. So Southern, it was for Miss Southern Miss, I think, volleyball program where his kid plays. So let's be truthful. On this yeah, well, program. well, he was supposed to receive two million for 
making speeches, but the judge ruled that it was rhetorical hyperbole and dismissed the suit against Shannon Sharp. Good for us. <laughs> it's good for you and me, Mr. Do doing. First Amendment should be allowed to well. If you're a public figure like they are, you got the right to have to take a shot at them, and you can't go after them with malice. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. But you can certainly you know, have your opinion about it. You know, I don't, I don't know how how Brett Favre is these days. He he took a lot of shots to the head over his career. Yeah, so. making yeah. dumb decisions. Aaron Rodgers, I think he's, he's, I think he'll end up being a pretty smart spokesman for different causes that are both left and right of center. Be yeah, I mean, character. He's a guy that went to to Cal. You know, he's. He's, he's a smart a, guy. Yeah, he's his brother. He's his brother quarterback did Vanderbilt. That's right, Jordan Rogers. Correct, Delkey. You, you looks like you got something over here. Oh no! Well, all right. I mean, I'm back on the issue of the, you know, the centuries old millennial, millennium old millenniums old uh, conflict between Jews and Christians and Muslims. Um, and I, I'm going to this doesn't I can't read it. it. It scrolls up on the screen, so I'm going to have to read it as it scrolls up. But this is Hamas leader Hamad El Rajab, uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Who's the minority? Just make sure you Hamas is a minority government in. In the Palestinian territory in it, Gaza. It's the duly elected leadership. Of it's the, the minority majority. government. It wasn't elected by the majority of the people. Yes, it was. Yeah, but it's like the parliamentary procedure. They got a third or something. They got more than anybody else. Yeah. All Good right. point, though. All right. Let, let me read it to you as it scrolls. I'm, and I apologize for that. But it, it you can read back at uh, about the conflict between the Jews, Christians versus the Muslims uh, uh, for centuries. And the- but, Del, my point is, as long as we go back and start talking about centuries old stuff, it's never going to get solved. You've got to look forward, not backwards. Mm. And, and that's the problem well, let me just with read- the issue. Nobody's looking forward. They're looking backwards. Well, look at how many have tried to look forward in this situation, and it hadn't solved it yet. Not after centuries. Uh, it's, uh, we see the hordes. Oh, nuts. I'll try to read it. It's, we see the hordes of foreigners, the brothers of apes and pigs, spread corruption, injustice, and evil. According to the tradition, the Jews killed 70 of the Israelite prophets in one hour during the daytime. And they did not even close their markets. Allah transformed them into filthy, ugly animals like apes and pigs. Because of the injustice and evil they had brought about. I mean, this guy is talking about something that happened centuries ago. Well, that's how a good can, start. Right? How can we defeat the enemy? Unfortunately, some beloved preachers in different corners of the earth do not understand what defeating the enemy means for us. Can we defeat the enemy with spiritual and religious education? Can we defeat the enemy only by praying at mosque? We will defeat the enemy with weapons. We will defeat the enemy by inflicting fear and terror upon it. We will defeat the enemy by training men. All the Palestinians and Muslims should make preparations. 
They should prepare for a day when they will heed a call to arms. We will pay no attention to the price, no matter how high. Are they trying to intimidate us with killing? What can possibly taste better than martyrdom? What can be more beautiful than ending your life by dying for the sake of Allah? Napoleon Bonaparte conquered and destroyed many countries. But you should all memorize his famous words. My hopes were shattered on your walls, O acre. They came, then came the British, but they did not stay long. And today, the turn of his turn to Allah. O Allah, bring annihilation upon the Jews, paralyze them, destroy their entity, tear them apart, bring them a terrible punishment. O Allah, enable us to get to the necks of the Jews. O Allah, enable us to get to the necks of the Jews. O Allah, enable. O Allah, bring annihilation upon the infidels, atheists. Count them, kill them one by one, and do not leave a single one of them alive. Now, how do you make peace with that? And that's the sentiment of most of the Hamas in Gaza. That's not the sentiment of the Palestinians that live on the West Bank. Uh, you, it's it not. obviously it is. It is not the sentiment of most Palestinians. This guy's preaching in church like my preacher's going to preach at St. Well, Peter's. we got preachers in this country that's r- radical. Right up that's in Nashville. Why, that's why why you have no ability or, or Religion not. can be interpreted so many different ways. It's done so much harm in some ways. I mean, done good, obviously, but the harm as well. But, the, you know, the great brilliance of our founding fathers is not to have a dominant religion here. I mean, everybody can worship as they please, but we don't become, religion doesn't become government and an army, right? So the brilliance of our of our people, like you talk about Tripoli and, and Jefferson early on, they saw these conflicts around the world. They saw what religious extremism does. And they made, you know, worship okay here, obviously, and fine. But one national religion, the Church of England, et cetera, was not allowed here. And that's the reason it's brilliant. Well, no, we that was the right do thing. that in this country. If everywhere you look in this country, from the Speaker of the House right on down, we're trying to elect White nationalist, Christian nationalist. Oh, that don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, good, oh, good, good Lord. Lord. Yeah, good I Lord. Mean. And we you know, on the Muslim thing, we have uh, 1.1% Muslim, mostly around Dearborn, Michigan, places like that. Uh, less than one, you know, around 1%. Minneapolis, main, uh, Minnesota. Muslims here. I mean, 2% were Jewish. I, I don't see them going after each other here. Uh, I mean, other than the rhetoric and, you know, some college campuses and some. Things like that. Otherwise, I don't. So, like, is it because of the laws, Ron, or what is it? Was well, what is it because, because of? Well, it's just sentiment. I mean, the mindset of this country is is is, is not to do that. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. The founding of this country, if we can maintain it. You just call the other side religious extremists, white supremacists. That's how you know anger starts. War starts. Not true. What you're saying at all. But you know, that's, you start but to get there, the rhetoric. Are, those folks do exist. Not in not in large numbers, but in numbers that. Have a vocal content in our in our uh, rhetoric around this country. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they do, but they they peacefully coexist for the most part. An occasional one off thing. Okay, if, country, if they can if they can peacefully coexist in this country, why isn't it possible for them to peacefully coexist in the Palestinian because area? Because they're one percent here and they're ninety nine percent over there. You know, yeah, on both sides. So historically, right historically, once they get up to about thirty percent. Uh, and this 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 playbook's gone by before. It, it, is but, there a meanness gene well, in that group of people in, what's the, in that what's area? Once they get up to about thirty percent, is there something wrong with their DNA that they one, have to kill and have to maim people? Once they get up no. to about thirty percent, they start to advocate for a theocracy and Sharia law. And yeah, and there's not, a certain uh, 
anthropology at play here. That, that you know, it's people's DNA to be very tribal, and this is very. And I, and I question my column whether this is really a religious war or is it really more tribal, and cultural, and economic. Now, I would argue the three latter ones I just mentioned are as powerful as the religious component. Yeah, and this yeah, is not that's new. Possible, but it's possible they have DNA that's just volatile, that's just angry, you know, uh, on both sides. Now, what, now what, did, didn't people say that about the blacks and slaves back in the day? You're saying that now about a, pe- a group of people? I'm not saying about I say it's possible that they just have some DNA. Well, I didn't say that's, that's a lot of what justifies slavery. If you read slavery, Mr. York, it's a lot that well, white supremacists back in the day. Or well, whatever. you know, and they used the Christian Bible, too, didn't they? Yeah, again, we're, we're religious. They still unpopular. use the Christian Bible to justify any type of racism, including being anti-Semitic, right? I'm going to right. right. throw no. some out there for everybody. Ron Clayton, Mr. York. And so, yeah, Mr. York, once in a while I throw you a bone, you never, you never throw me one. But I, I think it's plausible. <laughs> got to get on the right side of life, Del. Well, I think it's plausible <laughs> to think that on that Afghanistan withdrawal thing that Biden was set up by the military. Uh, I think Trump had been withdrawing him down, and uh, the military did not did not want to get out of Afghanistan, the military-industrial complex, because that's, that was a war. As with all wars, Afghanistan was a war they liked, and they didn't want to end it. And so— Biden finally got exasperated with them and just gave the order as commander in chief, get out, get out now. And the the chiefs of staff said, "Okay, we're going to buddy boy, we're going to show you what getting out now looks like. And they did to embarrass Biden. Yeah, I think you're right about that, because I think the accuracy also is that that was already a plan before Biden got in office. It was already the timetable was already developed by Trump. And he had the the attitude. You don't have to defend Biden. I've already defended him for you. I told you he was set up. Yeah, military military said, all right, you want us to withdraw from Afghanistan? We're going to show you what that looks like, big boy. I don't think it was the military. Clayton shaking his head.